Tino Shea, uh, Tony L and J. What type of tea they serving? Is it Lipton? Probably the type that Kermit be sipping. Take your mouth and start the clicking. This dope trio delivering substance with subjects that's busting. Uh, make you wanna join a discussion. Real people, real topics with a little bit of gossip. Out in the bay ripping eight one trade. Uh, it's all Tino Shea, all Tino Shea. Uh. Ladies and gentlemen. May I have your attention, please? Welcome, welcome, welcome. What up? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. All right. Welcome back to All Tea No Shade Podcast, where we are serving tea without the shade. Like we always do. Sip up. Pull up a seat and let's start sipping. What are we sipping on? Get things started. All right. So the score this week is seven to four with Uh, Jay Z, the Supreme King over here. Supreme. Say that again. Supreme. I will never say it again. That's okay. It's in my mind already. <laughs> so I am the Supreme King. And Tony nah. is the Joker. Nothing. I'm Kang Dangalang. <laughs> Kang. Oh. I'm Kang Dangalang. Kang Dangalang. All right. So maybe we can get you back on the board, Tony. Mm-hmm. All right. So today is a person on the Who Am I? It's a person. Wow. It's not an alien, though. It's a person. It's a person. Yeah, okay. It's a male. His middle name is Fitzgerald. He is an April baby, baby. Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Like his real name is Fitzgerald. You know, like his middle name, his real middle name is Fitzgerald. Mm. He's an April baby, baby. April baby. He's fifty-three years old. He fifty-three. Has three children. Oh wow. He was born in Frankfurt, Germany. Hey, shout out to Frankfurt, Germany. I was born Samuel in Jackson. Too. No. no. I don't know who. He originally was into boxing. Fifty-three. But he then transitioned into acting. A One boxing of his actor, 53 years old. Big breaks was on Star Search. One of his breakout roles was Do mm. the Right Thing. Um, Denzel Washington? No. no. Oh. Um, do, do the right, right Thing. That was a Spike Lee joint. Right. So I'm trying to think. Was that Radio Raheem, dude? No. Um, I don't know what he'll be coming up with this stuff. Uh, this should be giving good hints. I'm gonna go back on some stuff on YouTube. Yeah, her hints do kind of <laughs> garbage sometimes. Be misleading us. Um, let's see. Uh, you're rude. Do the right <laughs> as hell. I'm sorry. Do the right thing. Um, and a boxer. Middle name Fitzgerald, 53 years old. I'm stumped already. I can tell you that right now. He is one of the biggest stars. In what? In acting. In black acting. Um. We recently found out he is doing a what is it? What's it? What's what's after? Don't be googling, Jay. What's after a series? I'm not googling. <laughs> I turned down the volume. What's after mm-hmm. a series? What? What's after a series? What's a, a trilogy? He's currently about to do a trilogy of a really, really famous movie, like really famous movie. Damn, um, I'm stumped. Yeah, I'm stumped too. I'm about to just start naming names. Forrest, uh, Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> I don't know. He, he was in Black Knight. He's worked with Martin Lawrence. Game yes. over. Wow. Fuck out of here. Yo, I'm so killing it. So, Martin Lawrence and it. Will Smith just came oh, no. out. We're going to discontinue this. We're going to discontinue this. Like, can you acknowledge my W real Good quick? Good job. I'm not. Good job, Jared. <laughs> I'm not. Who am I? The girls, I'm sugar. So, <laughs> I, I, I so, his name is Martin Fitzgerald Lawrence. Yes. Wow. Wow. I never okay. knew that. Never knew that. I, was like, I learned some really cool facts about him. Like, like by Googling him. I, I should have known. You always, somebody recent, he just came to I-City. 
Well, I mean, Ew. you should know. Yes, oh, Martin, said, oh, right. Mar- he was here? Martin was here Thursday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So. I'll lit to her. I'll lit to her. I'm a bad My boy. next cue was going to be bad boys, bad but I was Oh, you said bad oh, yeah, boys. Yeah, bad that. boys, bad boys. But Black Knight, there was no other big stars in it, really. What the hell is Black Knight? You ever seen Black Knight? No. It's a movie he played the Black Knight. He was, he was like a. I knew that was going to give it away. Yeah. I, mean, I guess I need to start watching more TV. So, uh, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith just came out and said that they are releing Bad Boys 3 in Bad Boys, Bad January 17th. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? When that first one gotta be like almost I'm 20 years old, right? I'm looking now, Jacob That's exactly what they said. It's like 20, yeah, I know. So, I'm super excited. I freaking love the Bad Boys series, so uh. I'm ready for the trilogy. Yeah, they've all been good. So, wow. I'm definitely gonna spend my money on that. All right, guys. So, how was your week this week? My week has what? been amazing. Oh, speak uh. to me. I went to the Chocolate City, a.k.a. Washington, I went to the Chocolate DC. City, actually. Well, D.C. Uh. used to be the first Chocolate City. I went but to it's Atlanta. not so much you the, freak the Chocolate City anymore. Because <laughs> they have gentrified almost everything. Child, who are you telling? Yeah, I haven't been to D.C. in eight years. Really? So it's my that first long? Time. Yeah, man. So, uh, man, it's just, it was amazing. I went to the African American Museum. That's why I want to go. Bruh, if you have anyone listening, if you have not been to that museum, you have got to go. It is empowering. You're going to feel some kind of way about it, but it's six floors. And the good thing about D.C. that I don't think most people know is that most of the museums are free. So you can go to most of the museums. I went to the Holocaust Museum, which I hadn't seen in a long time. I went to the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial, which was amazing. Have you uh, seen that? Freaking yeah. ma- First of all, it made me cry. I'm, I'm really? a baby, though. Yeah, so that was good. So I just, I just, I was a, just a big ass tourist on wow. in DC. So uh, is it still a waiting list? Oh, it's absolutely a waiting right. list. But what people don't realize is only. It's a little shady, though, because we just had somebody that worked there and they can get full people in. So we went, uh. so we went to this one line. Where I guess are the employees, people, quote unquote, and they, they let you in the tent, and they didn't, they didn't scan no tickets right. or anything. They just let you in. So that's nice. Yeah, but everyone was like that. It wasn't just our line. Mm. So anyway, uh, it's just a, it's a great museum. If you go to DC, everyone should do it. So my week's been good because I, I was go. in DC. It's, my, it's worth it. My kids beat me there. They already don't went. Well, you need to they make that trip. Me. I know. I was, I was just telling Jay earlier that I want to go in like August or September. How was your week? My week was pretty good, but full, man. I've been working a lot and I'm getting a lot of work done on uh, money, money, editing money, videos. Money. And I got to spend a little time with my children. So it's. Um, you been, it's been, been pretty good. You've been editing that, that big booty hole. Yes, hole. man. It's been challenging, though. <laughs> Yeah. Because my files are like super large and my little computer is not handling it. So we got to get you up another, another one for, for your files uh, large. So y'all, I'm taking uh, donations. I got, I got cash app um, fans out there. So uh, y'all can uh, start donating. <laughs> 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 T-Sting Yard. Cash app. Just, hey, $5. Just it adds choked. up. Just oh, God. Jay just literally just started choked. spitting up wine. On the wine. He did. He spit on his computer. That big bang you just heard was not someone knocking on the door. That was me choking on my damn wine. <laughs> hey, they out here doing the uh, GoFundMe stuff. So, hey, I'm going straight hey. to Cash App. 
Hey, they cash, cash out. the bank. I used it all weekend. We were sending the money back and forth at dinners. Help me help you. That's right. L, how was your week? My week was amazing. Are you feeling in love? I'm feeling very, like, love-focused right now. Love so focus. I just went to my best friend's wedding. Oh. Um, congratulations, Patrick and Diamond Callen. Congrats. It was beauty-freaking-full. And it was gorgeous. It was a 10-person wedding, which I loved because yeah. I do not like big weddings. Me neither. And it was just, it was literally, like, it was fun. It was perfect. It was, like, it was delicious. It was just everything that I loved. And so I'm feeling the love right now. So if y'all trying to slide in my DM right now, it's the time. <laughs> oh, wow. So, uh, I got a question. Did you cry? Oh, I did. Of course. Like a baby, right? Like a, I was just, she looked so beautiful and she was so happy. And like, I really like him for her. And like, it yeah. just, she's been so happy since she got with him. And I'm just, it's a good moment for me. That's what's up. The right person can change your whole the life. The right person. So. I what did Snoop do? Snoop goes, the difference between the right woman behind you is the difference between Jay-Z and Kanye, right? Like, no. <laughs> so the right person behind you or the right, well, not even behind you, beside you, working on this team thing called life it really does make a difference i always shed some a few tears at weddings it's beautiful i'm, not, I'm not too much of a man to say that but it's always obviously you go to the weddings of people who you really love right? i know right and so when you see them up there and they just and looking super handsome and she's looking super beautiful and they're he's uh, crying and she's right. crying you're like like uh, when i tell you my friend looked perfect like my friend looked freaking perfect y'all like yeah, she right. looked like i can't even explain to you better than any model you've ever right. seen like she just the dress was just perfect she just looked like oh it was so good y'all ever seen a, a guy cry at a wedding oh, oh yeah. yeah like the, the groomsman oh, oh he was yeah, crying absolutely. he was crying i never saw that my my, my brother-in-law cried for my sister man oh, it was, oh yeah absolutely I've every time it. i go to a wedding the guy always cries I've not been to Which one. was shocking to me because, like, you know, I, I guess I stereotyped him because he's a real big dude. He's, like, six foot two, mm. 250. He's, he's a big, solid that's dude. That's his future walking to him, and looking I'm, gorgeous. And, right, and that's when, that's when he broke down, when she mm-hmm. was actually walking to him. Yeah, always. That's, that's like, and I'm always one of the groomsmen, right? So, like, when I see, like, this head just falls down at my peripheral mm. and peripheral. it's shaking up and down, and I'm like... Is this nigga crying? Yo, we <laughs> and he been, was. And, hard, and he told like, me, man. He was did like, you cry at your wedding? I, I was at a courthouse. Hell no, I ain't crying. Oh, well. <laughs> I, did a, I did a cheap version. <laughs> <laughs> All right, God. So, Tony, what's our listener shout out today? You got our one? listener shout out goes to Latoya Harris, who's in Atlanta, GA, uh, who's been always been listening since day one, always. Uh, chiming in and chiming out. Who so is it? Latoya Harris. Hey, Latoya. Latoya. What's up? Thank you, boo, for all the love and support. We're going to send you some bands. Bands will make her dance. Hey, bands, bands will make her, her dance. dance. Hey. So, Latoya Harris, send your address so we can send you your RT No, no Shade, Shade podcast. We, we need that love. We need that love. So, definitely continue. Come to our pages and like us and love yes, us. Subscribe guys, to us. once again. We cannot do this without y'all. We need the support. We need y'all. If you Spread are on Facebook, add us at Alti No Shade. If you are on Instagram, add us at Alti No Shade Podcast. Feel free to slide in our DMs. We approve it. So, 
Moving on to today's topic. Y'all know what today's topic is? You know we do. What is the American dream to you? Trump. Mm. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. That's definitely not (laughs) my American dream. All right, so we're talking about the American dream today. We're talking about what it is. Can it be a reach? Can it be realized? We're talking about all things American dream, which I think is really appropriate in today's political climate. So what what is the American dream to you, fellas? Go ahead, Tony. Um, the... To me, it's, uh, we instantly want to think about uh, people we see on TV every day. Mm-hmm. Living, you know, they're living it up. Yeah. They're millionaires and the everything. The Joneses. The Joneses. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we fall in love. We want to follow suit with the Oprahs, the Tyler Perry, the Tom Cruises. I can't follow suit with no damn Oprah. You can't follow suit with her? <laughs> she a billionaire. Yeah. She you say you can't or can't? I can't. cannot. What? She a billionaire. I mean, but you want to, that's like some My bands will no? make it dance that far. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, that's people, you know, they, they, they idolize her. So they want to be uh, Oprah. True. I get that. Uh, Michelle Obama. I got her name right. Hey, look at <laughs> you, my name. Oh, God. My hey, ninja. Side note. Guess what Elle told me? Side note. She told me she watched Friday this past weekend. I did. She's like 23 years late. Yeah, Shout out to my friend June. Collier who but. literally forced me. Like, I could not not get I couldn't get out of it. Forced me to watch Friday. It was good. So she she kind of got her. We gonna come back, back to this. Kind of get your black card back. I'm <laughs> gonna put that. this in my notes. So we coming Give back, black back to this. Hell, hell no. All right. Hey. So what is the American dream to you, Mr. J? I, uh, the American dream at one point, I think, is what everyone thought it should be. It's like you graduate high school, you graduate college, you get married, you have a kid, you buy a house. Like for in my early twenties, that's what the American dream. That's like what was so to me to be yeah right so you chase that and you're trying to you try to achieve that yeah but now as a grown-ass man mm-hmm. all right you he said it with his chest y'all with, woke that, up. with that bass and that voice but no, uh, no don't just never do it again i'm just gonna talk like this for just the rest please. <laughs> jesus never you are not very white so don't do it no but now for me the american dream basically is my own happiness and my goals for myself that i'm trying to do right like i don't I try my best not to tie my my dreams to materialistic things because don't get me wrong they they are important to have and you want to have have those things but I feel like the American dream that was sold is not realistic especially in today's climate because most people can't even afford to buy a house first of all and um, the divorce rate people getting married is not up so so for me I'm just focusing on my own inner peace. That American dream of building my own rules for me, not what society has told me that I have to have. What about you, Al? So I actually think our founding fathers really got it right. So if you look at the Declaration of Independence, they say we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Um, They are endowed with by their creator with certain inalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I think we've kind of gotten past not gotten we strayed from that right so really it's a pursuit of happiness right happiness to me is the american dream because happiness is one of those beautiful things that you only really get to consider when you are in a civilized society right so Mm -hmm. if you are in a third world country if you are just trying to survive you don't think about happiness is not high on the list right now you're trying to just survive you're just trying to get by but i think one of the beautiful things about being in a civilized country 
is that you get to focus on other things other than just survival or just other than freedom, right? You get to think about happiness and what that happiness means to you. And I feel like for me, definitely the American dream is happiness. Now, I think where we've gone wrong with it is that we have decided that happiness all looks and feels like the same exact thing for mm-hmm. every single person. It means you have to be rich. It means you have to have the big house. It means you have to have the nice car and the latest outfits. And, yeah. You know, I feel like we have decided as a culture that everybody's happiness is the same and it's not. You know, my happiness is going to be way different than your Jay, than your happiness, Jay, oh, yeah. or way ha- different than your happiness, Tony. And I think that's what we need to focus on the most. And I think that's what we don't focus on. But I think the really like the American dream, when you break it down to its basic, you know, form is happiness, the pursuit of happiness, pursuit of being happy with where your situation is and what that means. And I think we kind of like what Tony said, we live to the Joneses. We we muck that up and, and add a bunch of extra stress I don't think it's taught, though. I don't think it's really taught. I think it is taught. I think it's, it's uh, maybe it's, not conscious, but subconsciously. It's beating our heads. It's beating our heads. It's beating you, our heads in elementary school. Yeah, what, you to have, have happiness or to follow the American dream? I think it's two different things. I don't think, I mean, I don't know many people who, I know a lot of people who are pursuing trying to find happiness, like you say, because happiness is key. But as far as, like, chasing the American dream, that has um, happiness is not into in my life has not been taught but that american dream has been taught to many right. people to chase that american dream and, it, and it's different based on what people parents teach you well you know the funny thing about it is too is if it's di- very different based on your cultural structure so absolutely for me i'm born of two immigrants so my both my parents are from trinidad and tobago what up trinidad um and so for them the american dream was very different the american dream was you come to america you make a life you you your family you, you can provide for your family so much better than you could in Trinidad. And, and that's what they did. They came over and they worked their ass off and they were able to provide for their families and create a life for their families that they could not have done so in Trinidad. And so it's very different for each person in each culture, but I think ultimately the most basic of it is happiness. And I think the thing that we get wrong is that everybody thinks, everybody's version of happiness is not the same, but we keep thinking it is. So when you look at the Joneses, you're assuming that because you're assuming they're happy. Like you look at Oprah, you're assuming she's happy right. and you want to aspire to that because mm-hmm. you assume she has it all. But yeah. I don't assume that she has it all. I mean, she has everything money can buy, but that's not that's not money is happiness. not happiness. Y'all. So the American the definition for American dream says the ideal, the idea that every U.S. citizen should have an equal opportunity to achieve success yes. and prosperity through hard work, Whoops. determination and initiative. Now. I think it's been proven that all U.S. citizens don't have an equal opportunity. I think we all have the same equal, the same opportunities, right? Mm-mm. But equal? No. No, it's not equal. It's not equal. We all have the same opportunity to okay, go out and get, get a that. job. We all have the same opportunities, we all have the same opportunities but, they're not equal. but they're not all equal, right? So, um, what do you think the American dream? I mean, you said you said happiness, but what is it? What is it for you, Tony? Like, did you say what yours was? Like, no, I got cut off by L. Okay, sorry. My <laughs> Oh, well, let me just L sit over here in this Y'all go back and replay right that. <laughs> go ahead. We'll but no, I mean, the American dream to me is just pretty much an individual successful goal. He's so um, good. Be quiet. But <laughs> it's an individual successful goal to me. It doesn't always mean you have to be that millionaire yeah. type person or whatever. So, um, I mean, just 
just even, like like you were saying earlier, like people can't afford to buy the house, but that is a a, a dream to have your 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 dog, your your car, your and your wife and mm-hmm. your three kids and stuff. So to me, that's anything that that's your that's your goal. That's just that's being successful in the American dream to me. Um, that makes sense. That's I mean, mine. Pretty much is simple. So. So what if I think? Do y'all think a lot of people beat themselves up though? Yes. If they don't <laughs> achieve achieve certain things that they think they should have, like by a certain time frame, or let's say, like for example, I'm 37. I don't have any kids, right. but I know a lot of people, and I'm not freaking out about it. Right. But I know some people who are legitimately upset that they don't have any kids because right. that's the goal, that that's the dream that they have for themselves. Right. Do we set ourselves up for failure based on? These this these dreams and goals. I think so. Um, people do it in career wise as as well. I don't think so. I think you still. I think we as people. I think if you don't plan for if you don't have a plan, then you are not aiming for success. And so yeah. even if you don't meet your plan, you don't meet your goals. I think the most important thing, especially if you are. If you're successful, I think the most important thing that you know is that you have to have goals. You have to strive and achieve. You have to plan for certain things. And so even if you're not acquiring it, right, like you say, like, shoot for the moon, but you'll land in the stars, that whole scenario, it's like you still got to plan for it. You still got to hope for it, right? So even if you don't make it, you're still much closer if you hadn't planned at all or you didn't try at all. I think that that is still a thing. But, I, I mean, I get people being disappointed. Yeah, I mean, I think I just, I feel like I can only speak from personal experience, right? right. And so, I know for me, I grad- once I graduated high school, I had this this dream of making it to the NFL, right? It's right. like I was really good and had all these scholarships, and I thought I was going to make it. But then, when things started falling apart, I probably should have left that goal behind and mm-hmm. moved on to a different direction. Yeah. But because of this dream that I had for myself and the pressure I put on myself because I didn't want to disappoint my mom or my father, I kept pursuing this dream two, three years later and wasted time that I could have been spent elsewhere. I have a question though. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you hadn't spent those two, three years really exhausting all of your possibilities, like really giving it your hard try, do you think that you would regret like now looking back, maybe, you know, 10 years later down the road or more than 10 years. But like if you had just given up at the first instance and then you hadn't tried, don't you think that you would regret not having tried? Like, don't I, you get some relief? The fact that you tried your hardest? I think you, know? you sh- I think you should absolutely try. But what I'm saying is I think you should also know when you are done with it. Yeah. Right. Because I knew I was done with it in my heart. Like I knew I was ready to move on. I- I but did I it, didn't. I did the same thing you did. I I knew when it came to football, that that was my dream as well. Like I just knew I was going to play Niggas. in the NFL. And <laughs> but no, you, what, what's crazy is like there's more people like this than you expect. You only see the ones that's on TV. No, Absolutely. because black men the are NFL taught is only that you need like to be 5,200 athletic men roster rights. But I play. I I pursued football up to I was 21, mm-hmm. and then what made me stop then was I broke my leg that year. Mm. So I don't regret. That I was still chasing that. Um, yeah, I, I, I had a lot. I got a lot of experience. A lot, I learned a lot of things. A lot of, a lot of met a lot of people, and I don't regret it at all. So I guess I, what I sorry, go ahead, Al. No, that. I just don't think what I would hate to see, or I hate to see people do, is continue to trace chase the dream that they have in their mind based on something that was told mm. to them that they have to pursue. You have to know when you've had enough and to follow a new dream. 
Well, right? I can agree with that at some level. I will say definitely never chase a dream that someone else is pushing you to pursue. But if it's a yeah. dream of your Our parents own, do that to us. If it's your Absolutely. own dream, if it's your own thing that you love, I think you need to see it to the end. And I think only you can know when you are ready to bow out. And I think if, when you are ready to bow out and you bow out, that is the time in which you need to. Because I... One of the things I always say is I never want to live life with regrets. I never want to be like, oh, I should have said something and I didn't say it or I should have done this and I never did it. I'd rather do it and, you know, ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. And so I don't I don't think like I've been at some level, some degree of success by just taking that attitude of I'm just going to do it and yeah. it's just going to get done. And um, if I have to apologize afterwards, then I will. <laughs> But, you know, I just I feel like with your goal, especially the things in terms of being of goal setting, Mm -hmm. you just got to go for it. You got to go for it each time. And I rather go for it and it fall flat. Because if you look at people who are like if you look at Bill Gates or you look at who's who's Apple, Steve, Steve Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs was so unsuccessful. Right. Before, like he tried so many things that did not work. Mm -hmm. And he just kept going. You know, Bill Gates, too, tried so many things, kept going. I think yeah. you have to keep going until you know in your heart that you're done. Because if you don't, I mean, to me, the worst thing is to have that, like, regret. If you truly believe in the product. I, I agree. If you truly believe, yes. But you got to be honest with yourself. And I also think what people need That's to That's what's hard with people, yes. people to do. They cannot be honest with themselves. Especially at 21, 20, coming right. out of high school. Right. Like, how often do you really know who you are at 21, 22? I dance with it. Well, I think that the culture right now is terrible for it. Because right now... The thing about human beings is we are best together. We are meant to be together. We are meant to be a community. And right now we have this do me, I'm a do me kind of fiasco, right? right? Mm -hmm. Well, a 21 doing you is asking for a lot of freaking trouble. Trouble. When you can have your your, your uncles, your aunties, your mom, your dad, your older friends who can really help guide you past a lot of these pitfalls but people don't want to hear that but and that's like that's not even 21 year olds that's 35 year olds too to this day like you need to rely on your resources i like the best thing i've ever heard in my entire life right best advice i ever got was you need to have a mentor you need to have a group of people that you go to with your problems for like in terms of work that you go to with your problems, with the things that you're trying to tackle, your goals, your accomplishments, your accomplishments. You need to have like your counsel the same way that the president has his cabinet. You need to have your own freaking cabinet. I agree. I agree with that. And I'm not against that at all. Big decisions need to go to your cabinet and you need to use them and you don't necessarily need to agree with them, but they will bring some thing to you that you might not have thought about right, you're blind to it and i think so many people today are not like i'm gonna do me i'm gonna do me whatever i got this and they don't have a cabinet you know and so they just go out and do things on their own and they have to learn the hard way but i don't really know if that's something that's only today's culture or climate because no, I, I feel like it is. i feel like when i was all my friends when we were 18 17 we thought we had all the answers to the world too mm-hmm. and we were doing our own shit it's like i and we had to learn the hard way, like you just said. And yep. I feel like there's two, obviously there's two ways to learn. And I think no matter what someone says, sometimes you have to learn the hard way to to realize, damn, 
that was stupid. There are certain you know? things that you will learn the hard way, but I will yeah. definitely stay. And then maybe this is a cultural thing because I'm a little different than you guys. I came up in a predominantly Caribbean community. Like I grew mm-hmm. up in little Caribbean town in freaking Brooklyn, New York, where everybody was Caribbean and nobody was like just African-American. Everybody was Caribbean. And in that sense, like when I got in trouble, I didn't get in trouble with just my family. I got in trouble with everyone. Like I would walk <laughs> down my freaking block and my neighbors would be like, oh, I heard you got suspended for fighting. And I would get my ass whooped all throughout damn block. Like I would get a talking to from every single person. Like mm-hmm. it was a very a community affair. Yeah. But that's how a Caribbean culture is. It's like, uh-uh, you call everybody. Like I didn't know who my auntie and uncle was until I was like 15, 16 cuz you call everybody auntie and uncle. Like, okay, I got you. <laughs> you, call you, your, you call all your mama friends and all your daddy friends mm-hmm. auntie and uncles. I didn't know who my real auntie and uncle was right. until I was like older to really get the concept because everybody was family. Kind of to piggyback on what you just talked about and stay with me here. I'm, I'm going to get back to that. Okay. I'm curious to know what... Is there a similar thing in other countries? What's the what's the European dream, right? Mm. What's the um, Mali dream or the Australia dream? Like, is this? Do you think it's similar, or do you think? I think America has a unique dream. It seems like you hear more countries always talking about the American dream, but I, I'm trying to think is that something that's just always presented, and we 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 thinking that. But I, I I never thought of that. What you just said. So yeah, that's a good question. Right. Like, I think that the other countries that they're focused on being happy and being successful but America has this and it's not even it's not fake it's real America is one place like you think about like India and they have the caste system you're stuck if you you know you're stuck in whatever caste you're born into like you're stuck yeah. in America the ability the fluidity to literally move from dirt poor to super uber rich even Mm. if it's through ball even if it's through rap even it's through these like very stereotypical avenues right the ability to move from one to the other is very unique it is not the same in other countries you cannot move from dirt poor to freaking like Mm. ridiculously rich it just doesn't happen and i think that uh, that american dream would be different for someone coming from india like the, the american dream for me that in, most people coming from India just want something better than what they currently have right. over there. And so, but why does it seem like, or why does it appear that immigrants do better at the American dream than what the people who well, they live have here a lot do? Of, they have a lot of grants and everything that's set up for them. I think no, a lot they people, don't. Yes, they do. Are you serious right you now? You look at every gas station that is here. Most of them is, is yeah, because they believe in the community. They don't get grants for it. If grants they, got, do get, they do. It's a I lot of grants. grants. It's a lot of grants for a lot of immigrants and a lot, especially African American women. Are you serious? right I am very Af- serious. African American women aren't immigrants. African American no, women I, I are. I did not call African American immigrants. I just said <laughs> y'all are for immigrants, immigrants in African American women. There's a lot of grants for that. I will show you. No, they're like. It is harder to be an immigrant. I think the different there's a different there's a different culture. But he's not saying that it's not harder. He's saying that there are grants to help right. them. Right, and that's and that's why you said when you when he said appear. Even if there are necessarily, I have to. not seen. But if the, even if there are grants, it's to to mitigate. It's like it's trying it's like trying to cite affirmative action as a, a as a reason why African Americans are more successful than white people when we know that's not true. Mm. No. 
the reason why I think personally I am the product of immigrants, right? I think personally the reason why immigrants are more successful than like stereotypical African Americans mm -hmm. is because of community. Like as an Afri as a Caribbean American person, we take community very seriously. Like but like I said, I had aunts and uncles that were not my aunts and uncles my entire life. Yeah, black we, community has that too, though. Yeah, but like in terms of susu, so we would have a susu where it's like you give your money into a pool. I know what susu is. And um, so if the, susu, the susu can be any number. It can be $50, it can be $100. And every week or two weeks or however the time range is, every month you give it in, you give one individual, right? money into the susu and each one person gets it that month or whatever that right. That yeah. weekly thing is right instead of because you know black people don't trust the banks uh, for whatever reason <laughs> for whatever reason hide out in the backyard yes but even so like Caribbean Americans we don't like living at home not a big deal like you live at home until you can buy a house you live with your family like your parents will buy a three family house in New York because they expect all of their children to live there like it's very it's the, it's a very community feel and i feel like when i do look at african americans and this is not a criticism but what i do see when i see them is it's a lot of separation it's a lot of my family versus your family my family going to do me we going to do this we going to do us versus how can we as a group together be successful i don't think you i don't think african americans get together necessarily but a lot of that has to do with how the how the history of american history no is. i 100 yeah. i don't necessarily yeah. uh, but like I've, i don't think it's their fault but i do think the difference between immigrants and like people who've lived here why they're more successful is because they have a community feeling like so you're saying they, they work harder is what you're saying not no i don't think they work harder they work smarter that's what I'm saying. Like Chinese people, a lot of Chinese families, when they come over, they immigrate, they all live together and they all work together and put their money into one pool. They buy one person's business yeah. and they keep putting the pool in. They keep the pool in. They buy the next person's business. They keep putting the pool in. They buy the third person until everybody has their own business and their own success. Like they work as a community. We, they work together. I don't, I think the difference between African Americans and Caribbean Americans is that African Americans don't work together. I, I can see that. Yeah, and I, I think I guess it's definitely the culture because, and it's not just—it's not their fault it's not necessarily. Just, and, and it's but, not just Africans. I mean, I'm talking like Europeans that come right. over here and whomever, and they seem and real they successful seem, already. They right? seem successful, and right. I think a lot of it does go back to the communities. But I also think there's a part of it that maybe us Americans don't really feel like maybe we, it's a handout. Like we can't, we, we need to get more. For the, for the struggle that we've been through and the immigrants come over here it's like yo I'm just gonna come and get mine I'm not saying it's true but I think sometimes that maybe we should stop looking for the handout and and just push harder to get right. what we need to get and some of the ideology works against us like works against African Americans like so if you are black and you get a black business like a black constructor to help you like with some construction in your home and he doesn't show up oh I, I I was trying to support black business and they failed and that's why I'm never going to support black business again instead of if a white person didn't did the same job and didn't show up you wouldn't be like oh I'm never supporting white business again right you don't you don't blame that entire race <laughs> you blame that particular contractor I think African Americans with all the talk that we talk about like not supporting each other 
is ridiculous. It's like, oh, don't go into business with your family. Yes, you should go into business with your family. Every Jewish person goes into business with their family. Every Chinese person goes to business with their family. Like a lot of the super successful cultures go into business with each other. Be, like and their yeah, family, but we also got to remember that every time a black black people have tr- had banded together and tried to, p- p- to bring a community together, it has also been torn down by the other demographics. Oh, and absolutely! So, because so, so it's not that we don't want to build, but every time we've tried, it's torn down. So then we have to build our own businesses and stay behind the scenes. For example, most people don't even know what black businesses are owned because in order to be successful, they had to stay behind the scenes. Like, for example, the hall on Franklin here in Tampa, most people don't know that's black owned. Black owned. And I he know. stayed behind the scene because the moment people know that's black owned, it's so not. stay away from it. They stay away from it. But so the we worst have, part struggles is there too. when in terms of when you find out that it's black owned, it's the black people who are the first to stay away. That's not true. That's no, the problem. That's not true. I no. think I that's do. Not true. I, I have 110%. so many friends who I've, I've heard that. say, "Oh, none of my friends. You could choose the bl- you could choose the black person, but they might not show up. Or you could choose the no. black like no. hello. Like I'm all about supporting black businesses, but I don't agree that we should support it just because it's black owned. If the right. product is not good, then I'm the not going to support yeah, exactly, it. Exactly. I don't agree. But what happens is you get burned by one black person who uh, one black business, and you write them all off I've instead of saying that, like this I is just a unique I black I business. I don't do it on. I do the same thing. I, I, I do it I, on I treat white I don't do a lot of bin- black business opportunities stuff with black companies, and yeah. once I'm feel burnt or whatever from it I'm, I steer away from that that's not going to make me steer away from other black businesses that's probably in the same listeners field. I want I'm going to put this poll up yeah. on our page how many have you heard or you've said yourself that you can't trust black owned businesses you can't trust a black person to do something I'm sorry I've heard this a million times and it's only something I hear from African Americans I never hear this but I say that about Americans. white businesses too that I'm like yo that was kind of fucked up what they did. I guarantee you I'm not going there anymore. Because one negative comment is, will be heard way more than what the 10 yeah, but positive. When, you, when I hear the commentary about like a white business, I don't hear them say, oh, it's a white business. I'm just saying, oh, we know it's a white business. I don't like such and such. I will never go back there again. When I hear it's a black business, oh, I went, I decided to go for it. Like I literally just got this like two days ago. Oh, I decided to support black people. I went with a black contractor for my for my towel work in my, my bathroom mm. and they didn't show up. They didn't do anything. Which is if you actually know about contractors, they're notorious generally, all of them, for doing this right um they didn't show up that's why you can't support black businesses because they don't be doing work this is from a black man who is talking about a black contractor and now it's all black contractors are not shit i agree most of the time it's always somebody that's a new contractor that's you know step into the business and you know of course at first they can't they can't eat what they say so you know the the plate is too full and they can't step up and then you want to step away from something like that so Here's my, you got a question, Tony? No, no, here. I don't. Here's my last question that I have. I got and some more. I feel like imagery of the American dream leads to a never-ending chase, always trying to achieve more. All we do is work, work, and work, go for more degrees, more promotions, a bigger salary, et cetera, et cetera. My question is, when is enough enough? When do we get to achieve the pinnacle of our life and just ride it out? Why do we have to continue to chase more? I feel like the American dream forces us to go, go for more, go for more, go for more, and we never get to enjoy it and just relax. No, I agree. I mean, I, but I just think that's human nature. I don't even necessarily think it's an American dream. I just think that once we get comfortable in wherever we are, then we are forced or we start thinking about what's next. Like, I can't, I got, I have an advanced degree. And I remember, like, 
fighting to get this advanced degree. And when I finally got it, like I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do next? Like literally like the day that I was graduating and walking down the, you know, walking down, I was like, okay, well, I guess I need to focus on something else. I mean, there was nothing's ever good enough. And that's, that's, but that's, that should be a question that we ask ourselves. Like, we are good enough and we don't we shouldn't have to keep on chasing stuff no i agree but that's what i think it comes down to what does happiness mean to you like if you are we're right now we're in the nation we're in the world where we look at social media look at instagram you look at facebook and you start comparing your lives somebody said it was like what is it like everybody nobody shows that the b take like the b side you know like all the hard work it took to get to that point people post on facebook people post on instagram people post on stuff in Snapchat, they only post the good. They only post like when the booty's looking extra yeah. fat, like the the, the mm, waist is looking fat. extra thin, Juicy. the hair looking extra long or laid, like the guys looking extra swole. Like they never post. You never post just a regular bummy picture. Looking fat right? today. Looking my well, fat. What you supposed to do though? Because you know when you start complaining and posting all the BS stuff, and yeah, then everybody wants to see that. Then everybody, then we're criticizing them for posting that. Exactly. Yeah. And so people post, they're literally the best, the best they got. But people compare, start thinking, oh, that's their real life. And my real life ain't like that. Well, no, because their real life is not like that. They're real. My hair is not always that cute. My hair is literally hit or miss, honey. I wash this thing and I let it dry. And whatever guy decides it wants to do, it does. I get it too. Cause people think you know they see the shows, they see the films, and everything, so they think this is my daily life. But they do not know the backside of this thing. It is a struggle. Absolutely, it is a struggle. It is hard. It is a, a lot of demons in the way. It is hard so work is. that goes behind it. Right. So, in terms of the American dream, do you think that the American dream, like you know, the American dream has been around for quite a bit? How do you think it's harder to achieve now than it was back in the day? I think it's probably a little bit harder because so. back then, back in the day, you, for one, it was it was cheaper, and two, it wasn't as many people that you had to compete with, and I think today in today's climate, you have to compete with so many different people Just, in order to achieve what mm-hmm. you want. And then, I mean, I guess you think about the racism as a black person. It was as a black person, it was probably way harder, right? Back the cost then. of living is higher. Yeah, as a black person, I think it was way harder to to achieve even the idea right. of having your own land or your own house. Right. Um, so in that regard, I think it's way harder in the past. But at, in the present moment, as far as achieving that American dream, I think the cost of living is 10 times harder. And we're not, the salaries don't match that. Right. And um, yeah, it's, for me, in that regard, it's harder. No, I, th- I think so. I agree. And, it, and I'm glad we're touching on that because it, I'm about to switch up the subject a little bit. And it's kind of like... Oh. Women always expecting the man to pay for things and everything. I knew oh, somebody was going to do right. this to me. I knew. <laughs> and people go. are not understanding it's not what your grandparents and your Hell parents no. had. Hell no. So the dream is a little bit different now. It's definitely harder now mm-hmm. than what it, it I was. I got some and, stats for that ass. And uh, uh, I don't care nothing about no stats. I'm doing reality. No, that will help that, that oh, conclusion. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing reality here, so... I, I hate to see the women, sh- the, the man should be paying this, paying it. But what you doing with your damn check? Like, here's the thing. Here's <laughs> the thing. And every time you, every time you say, "Okay, I'm going to do all this," but you best not get upset when I cheat. 
You you better cook my breakfast at five a.m. Right. You better cook my have my dinner ready when I get get to work. Then they get so. There's a problem. There's a it's problem because not, not real. It's not realistic because they're working too. They're all working right. hard. Women too. Listeners, to give you some background on this because y'all account. just Why jumped you working in and paying all the bills. Sorry. Y'all just jumped into this and gave literally no. No, he, no, 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 no I'm staying on the I'm staying on the American the American dream. We're talking with, about how hard it is. Women who say they want the men to pay for all their bills. And they, if you're like, if you're living in a place with a man that you should not be paying rent or paying the mortgage, that's what this is coming from. Just for the listeners. The backstory. So the, the backstory. So the American dream, like the American dream, not for all women, but for what Tony's saying, a lot of women is that they want to be able a to. A man who can provide security and security is different from all women. Which is good. And I for understand some that. women, it means paying all the bills. And why they continue to make the 80K a year and stack their own paper. That's right. what they want. They don't want, but they so they but they don't want to cook dinner. They don't want to have all the meals prepared. They don't want to but wash their clothes. They still want this man to pay the sixteen hundred dollar mortgage. They still want to pay the car insurance. They still pay the uh, cable bill. And what the fuck is you doing with your money? And the then for- when we go on a vacation, the husband still got to pay. For In the forties and fifties and sixties, the American dream <laughs> was all men were working. Most women were not working. So that American dream has changed completely. Yeah. So it, I. I I'm with the fellas with this. Every time I see a woman post something about this, I'm always like, (laughs) this is unrealistic. I mean, not necessarily unrealistic because some people do live this lifestyle, but I think a lot of women who post it, I look at their other posts and I know that they wouldn't be happy in this lifestyle. Right. So we, we, we all had that mutual friend. Mm-hmm. We all that do. always says I cannot date a man if he don't make this. Yeah, because they expecting. Yeah, for that man to take care of their ass. Yeah, I think luckily I don't know if luckily because well, yeah, luckily um, relationships now you're more of a team and honestly you have to be because so the medium home price in the 1950s was seven thousand three hundred and fifty four dollars. Wait, seven thousand dollars? Wow. Seven, What's the average income? Though? The the medium home price in 1950s was seven thousand. You know what the medium home price right now is? I would have to guess. I'm gonna say two hundred. No, the medium home price? No, it's like forty five. No. No. What? It's it's in the hundreds. It's in the six digits. It's two hundred thirty six thousand right. dollars now. What? The median. Home I see. I ain't even gotta Google this. I know. Wow. Yeah, the median. That's why home I price. argue with. Wow. So, I, don't, I don't argue, but I just get oh, upset. Oh, you know what? I, I think about, I'll think about Florida only. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when you're thinking about like you know women back in the day who say oh like women who now say I want a man who pays all the bills, they pay all the mortgage, they pay all right. the rent. And you're not considering the fact that back in the day, women did not work. Not at all. Right. So if you want that, sure. But then you need to stay home. You need to, you know, prepare breakfast. You need to prepare lunch. You need to prepare dinner. You, you need to wash be, the clothes. You need to yeah, iron the clothes. Yeah, you need to be home being a housewife. and live, Be that American wife. Housewife is a full-time <laughs> job. I don't disrespect it. Uh, and being a, a home, you it know, being home with job. your children right. and not having to pay their daycare costs and all that stuff, there is something to be said about that. But... If you're going to demand that from a man, then you also need to expect that he's going to demand that you be at home yeah. and that you, you know, do the normal standard. But th- And that's where the, the roadblock comes in. Yeah. And so I, I don't <laughs> think necessarily you can demand that a man treat you the way that they did back in the day where he pays for all the bills and then you are also working. Like the reason why you yeah. didn't pay any of the bills back in the day because you, you didn't work. have a job. You right. couldn't work. You couldn't work. You couldn't work. Yeah. They wouldn't yeah. allow you to get a job. In America. And so I don't agree with it. But I also don't think, I also, to me, I've been in a relationship where the man was very, very wealthy. Right. 
and wanted me to quit my job and was like, I can take care of you, but I didn't like it because I don't why feel... Do you, why, do you, yeah, why would I, you want to be so dependent? Exactly. So dependent on someone like that. To me, it was like... But people live you, for that. You... If if he if he quit you, right? Like then if what? he broke up with you, exactly. you are stuck. Like you have you don't have a livelihood. You haven't done anything. Right. Plus, I also felt like to me that wasn't fulfilling. Like I like my job. I like doing what I do. I think it, I like being like I come home and I'm mentally done, and I think that's a beautiful thing. Like I yeah. like to work. I like to be productive, and so I wouldn't. I just couldn't. I just, for me personally, I couldn't. And I don't understand. I don't knock it because there are men who do want that situation still, and there are women who still want that situation. But if you're a woman who is demanding a man to pay all your bills, then you need right. to be prepared, not necessarily for being cheated on. Because that's I don't, actually one of my goals, though. I don't think that that's the same on? thing as no, being <laughs> being cheated on. No, my goal is to actually have. I don't want my woman paying for like mortgages and stuff. Yeah, mm. I don't like. I don't think being cheated on is like a, ever a thing, right? But like, I think if you do expect your man to have a job and pay all his bills, then you need to know that his career comes second to yours. And so, anytime the kids have a problem or the kids need to get picked up from school, you need to be that's the one you. to do it. <laughs> and that's even if you do have a job, your job needs to be part time because really, he's he's not expecting to pay daycare. He's not expecting to pay all these extra fees because you're there to take yeah. care of that and handle that. So, and that, that's part of like that just reminded me of like a movie. Movies. Like, is this American dream? Like, it, it's being taught to us by just by TV shows and reality shows. That's because how I feel. You have like this this woman, this this housewife that stays at home, but she's complaining about the husband not being home because he has to work and pay all this shit. Mm-hmm. And look, it's not a perfect world at all. I mean, I've worked in some very high high paced consulting jobs with a lot of people who are making over five hundred k a year, mm-hmm. but within three years, four years, they're either leaving. Or they're getting divorced because they're traveling so much. Right. They're never exactly. home. And, the, and it's just not. A, like, listen. The money does not make everything American Everything has a cost. Suicide happens all the time with super rich people. Money cannot buy. Like, I hate saying it. It's okay. Money helps. It I've helps. Been, I've been poor all my life. Money helps. Money will help me. But sometimes, <laughs> I like, some of the times I've been the poorest in my life, I've also had the most fun. Me too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. money literally does not mm-hmm. mean happiness. Man, it's a mental you, state. It's all like a mental 2007 state. 2007 to 2009, I during the recession, mm-hmm. I was like my worst time in my life as far as financially. Like yeah. I was like dead fucking broke. But at the same time, that's when I had the most fun in my life and that yeah. kept me sane. You know who your friends are. You know who your family is. Right. You know who you can, who loves you. Who's really down for you. You find that out on tough times. All right, some cool other things, right, that kind of deal with the American dream. So the average home was less than a thousand square feet back in the day, with two bedrooms and one bathroom. Right, super small. Versus now, new homes they're generally twenty five hundred square feet, um, being four bedrooms and three baths. Even though the population has gone down in consideration to the home, the homing, like people are actually buying homes. So people, mm-hmm. less people are buying homes. Yeah. So, so in the last like. 20 years our population it should have more than doubled and it hasn't we're i think we're at we started at 180 and we're at 370 right i don't now. think people are having kids as people much as people aren't as, as, prevalent. yeah and i also and think wanna, that the bigger houses aren't are really a thing anymore either most people don't want to be tied to one place especially millennials no that's like, what the opposite they're saying they're saying right now 
I mean, the medium home used to be really cheap, but that's also the medium, like the expectation for a home was much less. You know, right now, the home, they're expecting at least 2500 Back in the day, it used to only be 1000 mm. You know, even though we have less people, but people have less larger families. Like back in the day, you would have, you know, three or four, four or five kids. Now you have one or two. But I feel like people, that's people falling for the okie doke, though. That's for people that's who, keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, keeping up with the Joneses. Because also there's a trend of people wanting to have smaller smaller places as well like the tiny homes and the I think that's a very small and group. the um, but they're taxing for them man mm. they're charging you the same as Our, homes yeah. house $400,000 homes people just want for freedom. two bedroom I, I think the American, condo I think the American dream has changed though I think people want their freedom to do whatever they want their freedom to just up and go like it used to be people will work 15, 20 years with one company like that was the American dream mm-hmm. to move up and be a, a you know make it to CEO or whatever but now most people are leaving jobs every five years because they don't want to be tied to that one job. I don't necessarily think it's a tie thing. I think the jobs now just don't see the benefit in keeping their people that long. I think a lot of people move not necessarily because they're looking for they want to move. It's because they realize that if they do move, they will get better options. Because unfortunately, in today's society, the more you move around for most companies is the better you can do. Like if a company has you, my friend just moved. It's so ridiculous. My friend just moved. So and everybody's had this. If you ever live in an apartment complex, you've had this. If you sign a new lease, you get a month off, right? It's like a catch. So the people who've been there existing, they re-sign their lease. They don't get a month off, yeah. right? So you give the people who are new, who are your coming in, <laughs> your rent goes up, actually, right. if you've been there, right? Yeah. So you give the people who are new, who are incoming, a better rate, a better deal than the people who are loyal, who've been with you. Right. And that's unfortunate. That that same kind of thought process happens at work, where you come off, come in at one salary, you've learned the business, you've learned so much that you your pay doesn't reflect your knowledge and it's almost better for you to move to a different company that will respect now all the years that you've had this not, not almost language. not almost almost guaranteed almost you know guaranteed I, mean? I, I read something in Forbes not almost well yeah and something in Forbes that said like on average you lose a 10% salary every year by staying with the same company after three years and then I can speak you know personally on this like when I left the other company to go to my current company yeah I I made a significant jump yeah. And for doing the exact same thing. But, you know, sometimes you just have to make that change. So the American dream and is just I, all but over see, the that's place. That's the thing. I don't think that that is necessarily me. I don't think that it's the people who want to move company. Like if you could have stayed at your old company and been comfortable, but they just paid you a properly they paid you mm. what was compatible what was what what was comparable for for uh, most people I mean, money leave. i mean money money matters but i mean i've read a lot of things that say that the younger population definitely want want to do more other, other jobs not be tied to one company mm. so i think it's I, I think i'm in a unique situation where i've been in a job for six years and i've also i've known people who've been at the same job for 30 years and they don't want to move but then that, like where I work, they really it's value. Stuck in time. In ke- no, it's not stuck in time. They value in keeping the people. They believe in historical knowledge. They believe in like the people that have been with you the longest, celebrating them and giving them like actual reasons to stay. They want to keep. And that's a good. And that's a good are you thing. saying the upper like management people are keeping the people that's been there thirty years? Yeah, the longer you've hmm. been there, is the that's more they love you, the more they respect you, the more benefits you get versus I, I think the it, opposite. I think it also depends on the field you're in because I, I, I the jobs I've been at that that's totally opposite. Yeah, it's like they they find ways to get rid of people that's been there that long. Yeah, because they don't want to have to pay that increase. Yes, 
Exactly. Right? Because you you have to pay somebody for that seniority. You have to pay somebody for that, and mm-hmm. they don't want to do that. But it's weird. So another some other cool statistics that kind of go with the American dream. So education being a main factor, right? Um, so back in the day, like 1987, it was $31, around $3,100. Was you born? Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. You can kiss my grits. Um, <laughs> it was $3,100 in general for one year at a public university. Versus in 2017, it was 9900 which is a 213 increase, which was the highest increase. In private, it used to be 15000 and sure. now it's 34000 My freshman year in, 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 two, in 1999, one year was only about, for four years, you would have spent about seventeen twenty four. For four years? Yeah, it was super cheap. I went to a small school, but now... I was going to say about, about 17000 oh Yeah, now you... So Ridiculous. you... If you want an education, which right now more, like, you know... Blue collar jobs are disappearing. Well, you know what? They're and not really disappearing because I just there, being, there are a lot of blue collar jobs that do not require degrees, but we don't have the people with the skills to do them because everyone's being taught to go to college yes. and get a degree, and right. they're, they're overlooking these these jobs that do welding, that do um, plumbing, that does HVAC work. That starts you off making fifty five, sixty thousand right out oh, of it. I know somebody who's what? a millionaire right now who does HVAC. Yeah. He does what? HVAC. He's a millionaire. That's cool. So we're being taught the wrong. I'm not gonna say the wrong because I feel like people should go if they want a degree, go get a degree. But understand, mm-hmm. if you're gonna go ahead and get get a degree, get a degree that's gonna help you help you pay those bills off. Exactly. You know. So is this like the American scam for people that you gotta go to college to get these type of jobs to mm-hmm. only make forty, fifty thousand, but still pay back this hundred eighty thousand? Right. That's. To me, it's, it's, it don't make sense. So my question to you guys is: is uh, is entrepreneurship the new American dream now? I think that's a big part of it. I think that people should definitely are shooting to you know to have their own business and to mm-hmm. make their own money. And I think it's an amazing thing to try to try to do. But if you don't have a plan and you don't have the mentors to help you to teach right. you how to do that, then most people fail fail at it. People, I'm telling you, like literally is the best advice I ever got. You are president of your life. You need to get a president's cabinet. You need to get a group of people. Like I yeah, know more shit than you do about that, what you're trying to do. Yeah. That no more or believe in you. Like have yeah. half and half, have people who are literally at a different, at the level you want to aspire to be at. And also have people, your peers around you who are motivating you to do stuff. And also have people who just literally are like your biggest cheerleaders. Like I had so many problems going to Atlanta on Thursday, like so many. And I'm just, I'm at problem solving max right now. I can't problem solve anymore right now. My brain is just done. I called my best friend, Rena. Shout out to Rena. Rena. And I was like, listen, I can't think. I literally, I literally called her. I was like, I cannot think right. I am beyond problem solving. A, B, C, D is wrong. Tell me what to do to fix it. <laughs> like, I literally called her. And she was like, okay, give me two seconds. Calls me, like, it takes two seconds. And I was like, all right, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. You need to do that. And, like, solved everything for me because I could not. Like, in that moment, I was yeah. being a little bit of a sissy, like a little bit of a girl. And, no, well, not a girl because girls are strong. But, like, being a little bit of a punk <laughs> and just, like, I couldn't. I've just, I've had a really, really long like 30 days. And so I needed someone to take the wheel and having 
not just her. There was multiple people I right. could have called to do that. But having her in my cabinet, having her as my resource, and just be like, fix this for me. Girl, like, you help me. And she did. And it was beautiful and it was perfect. Like, you need to have a cabinet around you. So many people I know are like, I don't really like friends. I don't like, I don't trust people. I like to do stuff on my own. Like, I stay on my stay by myself. No. <laughs> and that's, okay, that's kind of no. okay, too. But here's, here's what I would say to that is if you don't like making friends and you don't like building a cabinet, then you need to make sure you place yourself in a room where you're not the smartest person. And that's something that I learned a long time ago. Like you will never learn that, though, you should go to You should be in a place where people can teach you. Like, you should not be the... If you're in the room where you're the smartest person, you're in the wrong room. The biggest problem is people think their ideas is the best ideas. And that's where the failure comes in. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody thinks that what they've done is, is new. And it might be new. It might be a new version of that new. But that doesn't mean that other people's, they're, that they can't help you. They can't help you with, like, for us, Altino Shade, we had our live show. We had so many people, like, our friends who volunteered to help us. Like, that's a beautiful thing. You need support. You need your yeah, friends. Yeah, like, you need your cabinet to yeah. help you. Um, another few interesting to statistics in terms of the American dream. So right now, uh, Americans apparently work longer and harder than any other group of people. So on average, and this includes, I know this is like, the, I saw this, I was like, whoa. And this was on CNN. Um, it was saying that Americans work the longest hours with us being at 34.4 hours a week. And that's including part-time work. Australia coming in at 32.4, Sweden coming at 31.2, Switzerland coming at 31.1. So in general, Americans, we work the longest amount of hours. Another interesting thing is that Americans, we get the least amount of vacation time. So we get on average 14 days versus Europeans who get 28 days and Asians who get on average 19 days. So I think that that might impact our goal for the American dream. It might help us or hurt us in both cases. just told me that our... Our cost of living is just way higher than other countries as far as being I hate, a salary. I, I hate working as much as I do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I work a lot. <laughs> and so I'm actually I'm actually going to a three day work week mm-hmm. um in June. I mean four day work week in June. That's what's and up. So I'm I'm really excited about it. I mean, That's I got, awesome. I mean I gotta do a ten hour work day, but right. I'm like, you know what, to have that Monday off, right. like I'll do that. You right. know, and so we do work we do work work way more than most other countries and i think it's unfortunate that we do work as much as we do because you can't enjoy the pastimes that you want to enjoy when you're working your life away so i think that's part of falling for the okie doke is when you work 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 and you never get to enjoy your life like you don't get to enjoy your family that's your what's more important to me than the money yes absolutely right. it's more important to i me want everybody to get that that's right. so it's, important um I, I hate to say this man the job i work for now man i remember one of our um superior managers would actually pull everybody in the meeting and he told this to the group of people where are you going to go where else are you going to work with making this type of money mm. and to me that was foul I was like, why would you beat that in their head? Like, nobody, like, you, you're not, and I looked at these guys, and they, and they sucking it up, and they're shaking their head, and I'm looking like, you ain't living life. Nope. You you working all these numbers. You get sick tomorrow and have to leave. You just another number. That's true. We're all replaceable. And I, I just could not, I could not in, in digest that, bro. It just, it bothered me well, and I just looked at that as the, the American dream is, is bullshit. <laughs> I don't think it's bullshit. Yeah. I That's think bull- it needs to be. It, it depends. It, yeah, it, it all depends. It needs to be. I mean, for my parents, it needs to be realistic. To my parents to will tell you that they 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 got the American dream, and so they 
definitely got themselves out of very right. like poor situations into a much better situation. I think what people need to realize is the American dream isn't one size fits all. It's exactly. personalized to you. And exactly. you need to it's figure out goal. what your dream is and then work towards that. And your dream should not be to be the Kardashians or to be like Oprah or to be like anyone. Right. It shouldn't be Blaze financially blessed. It needs to be based on what's happiness for you and how does that, what makes you happy in life. Yep. All right, so let's go ahead and move on, fellas. Yes, indeed. Yes, let's indeed. go ahead and move on to what's wrong with them. Shit, what's wrong with them? Ain't nothing wrong with nobody today. All right. So uh, there's something wrong with them. There's something wrong with black. <laughs> 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 okay. Shut it up. I'm upset with the black community. Oh, Lord. Just the whole black community? Black, I am upset with black community. Okay. Uh, uh, people not being in tune with what's going on in today's society explain childish gambinos yo that yo this is america yo that's that's video. my ish, that's yo. my shit yeah that's my ish. I can that's talk my about shit too, too. Right but it was so many people not just seeing a video and laughing at it on yeah. day one they didn't understand not understanding what was going on and i was so pissed with our people yeah <laughs> Laughing at the video and making memes out of the certain things out I made, of it. Hey, I made a, I made a few memes. I ain't gonna lie, but I made one about me walking into the walking into work, being like, you know, he's walking in, pumping his back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so, some things yeah. were funny, but it was like some people, some people just didn't get it at all. No, at all. And it was funny because I actually I showed it to my kids the other day just to see their reaction. Yeah, and they was like, "What are you doing? Why they don't, is he they doing? Don't get it? They didn't get it at all." I feel like you feel like that's a younger generation though that don't get it. No, it's 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 forty year olds that didn't get that. Really? Video. Yeah, it's forty year olds that didn't get that video. And what's sad is what's sad is that people and it's a credit to Charles Gambino, Dan, Donald Glover, that he did it that way. That didn't they didn't pay attention to anything in the background. Right. They only paid attention to the dance. So the, that was whatnot. the whole point of it. And that was the whole point right. of it, you know. But I know I won't talk about it because that's that's, right. my, that's my ish. So I won't talk about it. But <laughs> okay. yeah, we're gonna bring that back. So the black community, but that's about my wrong with uh, black community. When you see things like that, and and you see deep stuff when people getting killed and all this chaos is going on in the back with police siren lights and everything, there's a message for you to yeah. sit back and just shut up sometime and just sit down and pay attention. And if you don't get it, just go back and watch it. YouTube it the next day because some people are gonna go out there and and. Um, but uh, they're gonna go out there and they, they're gonna dissect that video to kind of help the people that don't understand what's going on. Because there's so there's so many um, creative geniuses out there that are doing some visually beautiful things that people are just letting go over their heads. Lucas Joyner. Lucas Joyner's one of them. And Childish Gambino are my number two guys in America. I can't I can't argue. <laughs> argue you know Lucas is about to be, about to be he's, here. He's about to be here, and I'm about to pay them hundred dollars to go see him. Is it hundred dollars? It's a hundred dollars. <laughs> What, um, no, it's I to be like more exclusive with them. Oh, I'm willing oh, to gotcha. pay them hundred dollars. What? Um, I don't can't remember what um site he's gonna be at. Uh, got me too. I want to say the Ritz, but I, I, I'm don't 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 quote. Should me be a on good that. concert. All right, Black Community, Tony, telling y'all to step step your game up, do better. Yes. All right, guys. So let's go on to what's your ish. What's your Speaking ish? of what's your ish, you guys, we're looking for a singer, a rapper 
to give us like a cute transition for what's your ish. Yeah, we're working on these transition pieces for all our segments. Yeah, so if you are a singer and you want to try your hand at it, then go ahead and send us a send us via email at altinoshadepodcast at gmail.com or go ahead and leave it in our voicemail on our phone at 646-481-2368. That's 646-481-2368. Now let's go ahead and move on to what's your ish. But make sure you know all the all our segments, though. Like, what's our segments? Our segments that we're looking for recordings for is the Who Am I? Who Am I? So you can send one for that. Um, And the listener shout-out. Listener hey. shout-out. The weekly check-in. The weekly check-in. Main topic. The main topic. What's wrong with them? What's wrong with them? And advice. And advice. Yes. So send it to us. We definitely want, you know, like El just said, we it takes a community to build up a great product. I mean, yeah. we are, I mean, we already a great product because y'all listening to us anyway. We may, we may have something for our intro already. Just let y'all, <laughs> just like a hint, 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 hint. But we will move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get ready for that. All right. So what's your ish, uh, Tony? My ish right now is cigar porn. What the hell? I can't. I'm goodbye. Good, good night. I know what porn is, but <laughs> See, what is y'all cigar just went porn? left. That actually is a new cigar brand that just came out, and it's called Cigar Porn, and that is a new cigar. It's only one right now. He doesn't have uh, multiples. Sometimes cigar brands come out, they got like multiple uh, flavors and everything. But this here, the company is called Cigar Porn. It's actually a um, a former NFL player who came out with his own brand, and I actually went to his launch party last night. Oh yeah, yeah, man, pretty cool. Uh, a lot of support, a lot of support came, and it is a great cigar. So y'all check out cigarporn.com. Believe it is. If not, you can find them on Instagram at uh, on cigar porn as well. So uh, football player is James Lee. He's actually played for several teams. I think Cleveland mm-hmm. drafted him. Uh, I believe he retired with the Bucks. Don't quote me on that, but I believe he retired with the Buccaneers, and he stays right here in Tampa now. Well, you gotta support the man for that. Yes. Anything with the word porn in it, you know. And I'm it's going a good to cigar, it. man. I've been I've been chiefing on things all week, and yes, last night too. Are they like um? Are they are they thick cigars? Or they, it's like a thick a, cigar. Uh, I want to say a five gauge. I'm not. Um, again, don't quote me on that, but I want to say it's a five gauge, which is people. If you take your your index finger and your thumb and put it to your middle thumb, that's about the size of it. Ah, uh, so. I'm still I'm still a cigar um, rookie. I'm still learning. Yeah. The different things, and it's it's so. more it's, his is mostly this is my opinion it's mostly a mild cigar so I think like women or you know even your strongest um, people that like really strong tobacco and strong leaves can uh, really enjoy this cigar so even women too because it's not as strong it's a good mild cigar. Cool, I'm definitely gonna check it out. So my ish this week, uh, I kind of just talked on it a little bit briefly with Tony. That was not planned at all, but um, so I am a huge, huge mu- music head. I love all types of music, but. Boom, boom. Specifically, hip hop, um, new hip hop, old hip hop, all of it. And so, my ish this week—actually, not just this week, but the last couple of weeks—is um, Childish Gambino's um, "This Is America." And so, I'm a—I've been a fan of—I call him Mr. Gambino since the very first time I heard his song "3005." Um, but this song that he just did, "This Is America," is fire. I mean, it's great visuals. It's a great message, and un- unfortunately, it's the truth about the current state mm-hmm. of America. And so I think Donald Glover is, is crazy talented, and I hope that he keeps being the creative genius that he is. Um, how do you? And we kind of touch base on it, but how do y'all feel about this is America video? I, know I love how you it. Feel I'm having a deja vu right now. I'm feeling <laughs> like I've had the conversation before, and I feel like I was about to say something that's so crazy. But let's go. I haven't seen it. <gasps> a black card. Okay. 
is stage before. I don't care that she saw Friday. She didn't see This Is America by Childish Gambino. You don't even know you what Michelle Obama's no name is, so you Who? can't talk about nobody black car being That wrong. was These a two. brain fart, okay? That was totally a brain fart. You disown Friday and Childish Gambino. This is America. I have, it just came out. First of all, I don't have time to be watching every oh, music video that comes out. You'll see it in 21 years. 21 years. It's not that important to me. I got the idea. It's a great video though. You should this watch great. it. America. I will never see it, but great. Why would you, you never see it? Because I have things to do. So as okay, we're gonna make you watch. This. I'm over it. I'm hungry. I am too. Where we going? Oh my god, I'm so hungry. <laughs> Where we going? I hate you, but yes. <laughs> so watch if you haven't watched the video, please go watch the mm-hmm. video. Don't be like L. Go watch the video. It's an amazing video, and again, it does have a great message in it. And I think that all of us. I mean. Donald Glover, he just he's a he's doing a lot of good things. Atlanta, we gotta come back to this video. So, but yeah, yeah. What's your ish? My ish is Tampa Airport. You like it? I Tampa Airport has actually been pretty good. It's been love it. I got to the airport super late on Thursday night, and I got like the minute that I got dropped dropped off and got to my gate was a total of twenty three minutes. That means I, yeah, I got, got, got in, <laughs> went through the the with the train, went through checking in. I don't I don't have TSA pre checkout, whatever mm. that is called. Um, I literally pre check. Thank you, thank you, Jay. You're, you're welcome. Helpful. You're welcome. Um, I don't have TSA pre check. I literally went through the regular the regular Schmegler line, and I was in my gate just straight chilling right. in 23 minutes total. Like that is unheard of. Tampa does not give itself enough of a pat on the back, clap, slow clap, mic drop <laughs> for how efficient and amazing the Tampa airport is. It's really like. And it's actually really clean, too. Oh, it is. It's like, it's like really and clean. there's so many places to charge. Right. The Wi-Fi is on point. Tampa has been ranked as uh, one of the best um, airports in the United I'm gonna, States. I'm going to piggyback off that because I, I was catching a flight to Vegas and I forgot something on my way here. I had to, I mean, not here, but to the airport. To and airport. I had to turn around. So that put me delayed. But that put me in morning traffic. Ooh, 275 Jesus. in Tampa is bad at the conjunction. Right. Malfunction junction. So I am literally scared. I'm about to miss my flight. But I get there and um, I pull in and I'm like, I'm running late for my flight. And the security guy is like, you need to, you need to go over here. Yes. He points me where I need to go. He's like, pull mm. over here. He's like, we'll take care of your truck. Oh, wow. I said, what? In my mind, I'm like, how much is this going to cost? Yeah. <laughs> but he was like, we'll take care of your truck. Get your bags out of it. Go to your thing. Because I had to go actually, because I was going to leave my, my truck for that week. And I was going to actually save me money. But they took care of me. And I was so proud of it. So, yes, yes. I, Listen, I agree with you. Tampa Airport is, I like, if you've ever been to MCO, if you've ever been to JFK, even I just went to Atlanta's airport. When I tell you that check that check in line is something serious, it is something serious over there. Like our, we're just so efficient. I, mm. I'm so grateful that my airport is Tampa Airport because right. they just do an amazing job. Can I tell you something that blew my mind about the airport? I just flew into IAD Dulles um, mm. on Thursday. Yeah, and they literally have a highway strictly for the airport. Yeah. like I rode in. For 17 miles from from <laughs> from DC, really? yes, it is straight right. straight to Dallas. You can go to Baltimore from it, but 
you cannot be on the, on that particular highway or that on that stretch right. unless, unless you're going, you're going to, to the going to the airport. Wow. No traffic, no nothing. That's nice. Me and the Uber driver just kicking it <laughs> for 17 miles. But yeah, shout out to Tampa though. I just love that. Oh, man. So, All right. Back to airports. Uh, I feel like that way reverse though for the Atlanta airport. Like they're they oh, have a highway gosh. for planes. Yeah, Atlanta's horrible. You, when you land, you have another seven-minute drive just to get to the hub. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Bad. Charlotte was pretty bad, too. But anyway, what we got, Elle? All right, we got some advice, y'all. Y'all ready for this? <clears throat> yes, we are ready. It's going to be a good advice piece. We want your comments on these as well. Guys, we, need, we love interacting with y'all because Tony, Elle, and I, we are on our Instagram page, on our Facebook pages. We are interacting. We're checking it every day. So, yes. yes. All right, so the first starts off with, hey, you guys, my name is John, and I want to say love the podcast. You all do a wonderful job and have amazing chemistry with each other. I'd be at work yelling out loud, trying to guess the celebrity in the beginning, like I'm there with y'all. I'm secretly winning. I appreciate you. I'm sure you get it quicker <laughs> than these guys, John. Anyways, I have a friend named TJ that I knew since I moved to Virginia 14 years ago, and VA. during our friendship, in the early stages, he provided an oral transaction hey. to my ex-boyfriend in my bathroom at a gathering <laughs> I had. Hmm. To top it off, no pun intended. <laughs> to <laughs> top, it, top off. it off, I informed TJ that I still had feelings for my ex at the time. I was upset when I found out, but I just brushed it off because I had just gotten into that circle of friends. And since that guy was an ex, I let it go. Fast forward to present day, and a guy from that circle, Ray, is now my best friend slash roommate. It just so happens that Ray is TJ's ex from over 10 years ago, but I don't want Ray, and Ray doesn't want me, and he especially don't want TJ back. One day, I went to a mutual friend's birthday dinner, and when I walked in and spoke, nobody spoke back to me. Mm. And I noticed that TJ treated me differently each time I saw him. I guess TJ told them that I was messing with Ray, and they believed the lie. Long story short, basically, TJ said I broke bro code because I should have come to him like a man if I wanted Ray. But as I said, I don't want Ray. I've since cut off that circle of friends because I'm not doing drama in 2008. Amen, John. But all T no shade, am I wrong for establishing a strong friendship with Ray, i.e. TJ's ex, even though they had been broken up for over 10 years? Not to mention the fact that TJ gave oral to my ex and I let it go am I wrong should I have told TJ that we are getting closer and just friends although I feel like enough time has passed where I didn't have to explain give me some advice I think that for one I think there is some level of broco in general and so if for me personally if there's someone that my my homie dated who was who he he was in love with who he was sleeping with who he was intimately involved with that person is pretty much off limits i'm not going to date that person now with that said you aren't dating that person you said you're not interested in dating um what's the guy's name l ray ray you said you're not interested in dating ray y'all are just friends so therefore you didn't do anything wrong there was no bro code to violate because you are just friends you established a strong friendship if anything he violated the bro code because he was the one that gave oral sex to your ex um and so he violated so i don't think you were wrong at all john in your in your um your friendship because we all need friendships and you don't know where it's going to come from if 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 you have slept with um tj then i mean ray then yeah i think you would have you definitely broke bro code but you're not intimately involved so you didn't do anything wrong he's just tripping and i think that you are okay so fuck them 
keep being you. Oh. Yeah, I feel like uh, whoever the guy is, the friend, I feel TJ, that he is obviously feeling insecure and is taking it out on him. But, like, listen, you've been an ex. First of all, you've been an ex with somebody for 10 years ago. Let that man go. A long time ago. Throw that man away, y'all. <laughs> but second of all, like, years. you can't break bro code and then turn around and be mad at someone else for supposedly, even if they didn't do it, doing the same exact thing. You can't be. And then ruining the whole circle. Yeah. That's just petty. It's just ugly. And you're just saying that there are separate rules for you versus the other person. But you know what? I feel like that, I look at those situations as blessings. Like that is a blessing because you got to see exactly who TJ is. And that's somebody you don't need to be calling a friend. I agree. What do you think, Tony? I'm going to sit this one out. Um, Okay. I'm going to let you guys just take L's and J's advice. Yeah, I think, I definitely (laughs) think that um, you didn't do anything wrong. I think that, and first of all, are they really your friends anyway? If they treat the, that circle of friends that you said that you were group groups with, if they're really your friend, they wouldn't have treated you like that way. It just feels very freshman yeah. high school. Like, yeah. oh, you're not friends. With, he's not friends with him, so I can't be friends with him. Like, no, that's not how that works. We're grown now at this point in time in Ten life. Years. You know, like <laughs> we're adults, so you will you will be friends with somebody. You will be friends. I'll be friends. I'm friends with some of my friends' exes. Like, yeah, you know, I, and some of my friends are friends with my exes, I, and I could care less about it. Yeah. Again, if you didn't if you didn't sleep with the with the guy, and then you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I you think could, if you establish a romantic relationship. It's a little bit different, but yeah. if this if you're just being friends, then he needs to pump his brakes all the way. All right, guys. So and if build you, have, you a new circle of friends, please, Jesus, build 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 you some friends that you actually are like friends with, and not just because it's convenient to hang out. With and them. tell your ex to, to listen to this podcast episode. And maybe you want to date Ray if you're just trying to be real petty. But you know, moving on, moving on. <laughs> Don't date Ray. Don't date Ray. Don't take my advice. All right. So if you want to go ahead and give us your feedback, if you have some advice that you need help with then please slide in our DMs. Slide in our the Facebook DM. page is called Altino Shade. Our Instagram is called Altino Shade Podcast. Our Gmail is Altino Shade Podcast at gmail.com. And we also do it the old school way. So go ahead and shoot us a text or go ahead and leave us a voicemail at 646-481-2368. That's 646-481-2368. And anything else, my fellas? I still don't know that number. I don't think I have anything else. I think that's it. Another great Sip session is complete. All right, clank, clank, sip session done. Holla. You know I need to, and I'm not quite sure.